Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. Are those scrubs? Yeah. Just asking. Just so no, they're not also scrubs. Pants. Oh. Do you wear them before bed? Yep. And during oh, the day. Right when you get home. And at work. And to Starbucks. And in my car. And to work out. It's like tough working at we home. Should really call sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, huh? <laughs> we should really call them multi-purpose pants. Why are they sweatpants? You don't have to sweat in them. Do you guys have the conversations with the Lego? Like, do you ask, like, like, you ever take a poll? Who's wearing pants right now? <laughs> <laughs> On our calls? Yeah. I would fail. <laughs> no one. 100%, one. 100%. Yeah, I'm like. Bunch of fitness people, not one person wearing pants. I'm like, how baggy can I make my hoodie so <laughs> I don't have to wear anything? <laughs> Just saying. Hey, did you see that viral <laughs> video that went around with the lady who thought she had her Zoom off and went pee? No. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, some lady was on on a, like a work call. It went it went viral on either Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> I don't know. And then she literally set her computer up so she could watch the call. So it was a straight shot to her <laughs> on the toilet peeing. And they're like, "Don't wipe!" Don't wipe! They were like screaming, and she had herself muted, so she then like she couldn't hear anything. You have to look it up. It's hilarious. There's been a lot of those going around after COVID of people just like, your camera is on. <laughs> I know Heather ran into the problem with when they were remote of like kids' parents not knowing like they were uh, on a call. Right. And they were in the background and whatever. Yeah. Change clothes or. <laughs> Fighting and screaming. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah really you know, awkward. Yelling. In the, Mom, I'm on a call. I'm in science, Mom. Kids like six. <laughs> like, Mom, behave. <laughs> Can you imagine being a teacher on the other end? <laughs> Just like shield my eyes. Hey, Jamie, Jamie, tell hey your mom. dad to put on pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a HIPAA violation or something. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. And that's how you start a podcast that right is, there. Yeah. That's that is. the rolling. <laughs> well, we're here today with Bryce <laughs> Frank. I'll just roll us off here. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll just, you know, made enough fool of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce is wearing pants. Yeah. Well, yep, we're good. We're good. Checked it out. Okay. Yeah. Jeans. Jeans and chucks, in case you're curious. That's his go-to. We chatted about that. Um, yeah, Bryce, inter- introduce yourself. Um, you want it closer? Oh, I do. Oh, jeez. Okay. There we go. Much clearer. All right. Um, what do you What do you do for a living, and what are some hobbies that you're interested in? <laughs> and we'll, we'll start there. Okay. What's your uh, sign? For a living, uh, I work for sheriff's office, and I supervise the training and personnel division. Uh, so I'm responsible for uh, hiring, uh, pre-service, in-service training uh, for all of our staff. I'm also responsible for um, making sure we're in compliance with everything uh, on the state level, reporting all that stuff to the state, preparing lesson plans. And you say training. So are you talking academic training or physical training or both? Uh, all of the above. Okay. All of the above. Um, so I have instructor certifications in um, control and defensive tactics, taser, baton, OC, firearms, basically all of the use of force stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have um, 
instructor certifications in de-escalation, in uh, first aid, CPR, tactical medicine, um, all of those top those type of topics. So if if the instruction is in those topics, often I'll be teaching it. Okay. Um, if it's you know we have a lot of adjunct instructors because there's too many topics for one person to be an expert in obviously so yeah depending on the subject I'll, I'll teach but uh have to prepare lesson plans approve lesson plans re- turn lesson plans into the state report all our training to the state i have to answer subpoenas when we get you know sued on training and stuff like that a lot um, of paperwork involved there's a lot of oh paperwork. my gosh i did yeah. i had no idea that you had yeah. dealt with all that yeah there's a lot of paperwork involved okay. so it's uh part education part administration mm-hmm. um and uh, that's that's what I do professionally. Um, I uh, also own a business, uh, F2 Training Systems, and we focus on uh, a lot of those t- same types of things, use of force training, firearms training. Oh, cool. um, we primarily deal with law enforcement community, um, but we, uh, we also, we actually have in uh, May this year, we have our, our first class that's open enrollment, so it's open to the public for, for anyone to sign up to. Um, nice. And that's a course that incorporates uh, defensive firearms work with hand-to-hand self-defense. Okay. Um, most of our courses are generally about eight hours in length um, in, in that space, um, but then, uh, you know, we, we, we'll tailor to a, a department's specific needs. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what I do with some of my free time. Uh, <laughs> I'm also uh, uh, pretty heavily involved in martial arts, as you both know. Um, I was a uh, was a uh, professional fighter for a number of years. I was the uh, United States heavyweight uh, Muay Thai kickboxing champion, um, and I was a I was ranked as high as number three in the world. Um, I currently uh, I, I I teach kickboxing uh, and I uh, train quite heavily in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and. Uh, currently compete in that so all right can you explain mm-hmm. to someone um is is for so within kickboxing mm-hmm. how many types of kickboxing are there oh god too many too many okay too many. okay yeah. fair enough we don't so, need to go through them yeah so uh, ju- i'll give you a quick yeah kind of quick um real quick kind of five thousand foot view okay. you've got um what was originally called full contact karate. That's kind of what was popular in America in like the eighties and maybe early nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, that was where they could only kick above the waist. Um, then you have the kind of the international. So you couldn't world. sweep the leg. Is that you could not sweep you could the leg? Not sweep the leg. Yeah. Um, Darn you, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the uh, the international rule set, um, which is it allows kicking below the below the waist. You can kick the the. F- Legs, the thighs, the calves. Sweep. You can sweep the leg. Gotcha. Right. Um, and <laughs> then very you helpful. have uh, uh, Muay Thai or Thai boxing, which is kind of where it all originated from. That comes out of Thailand, and that involves um, uh, punches, kicks, knees, elbows, uh, some standing grappling. Okay. And how would Muay Thai boxing compare to like UFC? Uh, it's a component. It's okay. a component. So you would not have the uh, you would not have the ground fighting mm-hmm. in in Muay Thai, but you would have most of the standing aspects. Okay. And then how do you win a Muay Thai um, match? So the the scoring is um, well, it's a little different in in Thailand than it is here. Okay. Okay. Um, so in Thailand, they're going to look at. Uh, your ring generalship, your ring dominance. Um, if you if you sweep someone, if you throw them to the ground, that's a, a big sign of dominance. Um, mm. If you 
if if you kick someone and you move them, oh, that's gonna you know <laughs> yeah. it's gonna kind of show dominance. But what's very different over there versus here is, for example, if I if I kick you and you make a really strong block and I kind of bounce off you, mm. that's going to show dominance to you. So it's, it's scored a little differently. Uh, in the States, it's it's all scored on a 10-point must system, just like boxing, just like the UFC. Okay. You know, there are knockouts, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> With a kick, mostly? Um, or hits as well? Yeah. All, all types. Yeah. Uh, okay. elbows, elbows produce Ooh. some pretty nasty knockouts. Yeah. yeah. And if it goes to the ground, do they pause and you have to get back up? They get back up, Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I was just curious. <laughs> I never looked into it. <laughs> so, Bryce, you're different than a lot of the normal people we have on the podcast. I'm different than a lot of normal people, period. That, I, I, dot, wasn't, dot, I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but, um, I mean, in the sense of, like, we, we typically have, you know, so many people that listen to the show are just very average people. Mm-hmm. They get into the gym two, three times a week. Those are huge victories for them, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You're doing stuff a little bit differently um, <laughs> in the way of, like, you're – really wired up to compete. You love competing. Yes. Um, even despite your body failing you at times, you're like, nah, you continue to fight through things and, and stuff like that. That. And you, that happens when you get to be 29. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 29, 29 and a half. You know, when did he get younger than me? I'm so confused. <laughs> What's going on here? You start to age backwards. Okay, you, okay cool. you hit 40. Yeah. Um, but you, how... How do you intertwine the, the like the fitness side of things, like you personally, the fitness side of things with the I have goals outside the gym type thing too? And and your goals are very serious goals because mm-hmm. if you treat them well, you'll be okay. But if you don't treat them seriously, you can get beaten up kind of badly. Right. Um. How how, how do you balance fitness gym? Um. Well, for me, um, a lot of the what I do, I guess, in terms of general physical preparedness, um, is uh, I make sure that it doesn't take away from from training. Yeah, because uh, that's a that's a big problem, right? You, if you if you compete in a sport, any sport, you know, I had a friend who was a, a Division One um, strength and conditioning coach uh, some years ago, and and he always said the biggest rule is don't break the athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you break the athletes, you're no. gonna lose your job. Yeah, right. Um, so. You need to make sure that your that your fitness, that your general mm-hmm. physical preparedness, your strength and conditioning is is building your ability to train and compete, and not taking away from it. Um, so that's you know kind of the broad overview of how I I try to balance it. Gotcha. What I love about that though is it should be the exact same. <laughs> it should be for the average person. Absolutely. Your training. Your fitness, your wellness, your movement, whatever you want to call it, should not take away from your day-to-day life. I cannot sit on the toilet. I can barely walk down the stairs. Well, and, and it should be the same in, in martial arts. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's something, uh, there's something. I Let know, it very, out. <laughs> very uh, <laughs> aggravating to me um, when I watch um, coaches in the martial arts space um, work guys to the point that, you know, that they're ready to puke in garbage cans and uh, isn't kind of like the broad point of, of this is to be able to protect ourselves. And if I can barely <laughs> crawl get to, to my gar- car, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do too well against a mugger in a situation like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's pretty interesting that, you know, if you look at any well-developed sport, you'll never see them destroying their athletes, not yeah. in the weight room, not on the track, not in practice. They're never destroying their athletes. But you see a lot of that in, um, you know, I, I think too much of 
um, when you don't have really professional coaches, too much of training is inspired by Gatorade commercials and Rocky movie montages. <laughs> Garbage right? volume. Yeah. 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 But I feel like, you know, it's hard. Like, where do you find that fine line, right? Because your, your training is not easy. I'm sure there are times that you feel like you want to puke because you're, you're pushing hard. And, right. you know, that's the, the, the hard line of, well, I need to adapt and I'm trying to get stronger. And if you're trying to compete, it's a whole different story than just, you know, trying to move in the gym and, and lift right. weights and just push yeah. yourself and get a little better every day. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it takes a fine-tuned individual to know themselves and then also a finely tuned coach to put those things together and kind of figure out what's going to be a good good type of training to have right I, I think the the easiest way to do that is whether you're lifting weights or running or practicing a sport mm-hmm. treat it all like practice I try to not even use the word workout no. I try to treat it all like practice yeah right okay. you know come into a weight room you practice getting stronger you go to a track you practice getting more fit. You yeah. go into the gym, you practice your skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like um, that. Not that it's not ever going to be hard. Obviously, it's going to be. But that's where some of the auto-regulation comes into play, which you yeah. get as you kind of figure this stuff out, right, is the, the more time you have, the more you learn to auto-regulate. But, yeah. hey, you know, I, I had a really hard – like, for me, I had a really, really hard session on Wednesday. It's Friday. They had a really, really hard session on Wednesday. I had a very light session uh, yesterday. I had no training session today because uh, I know I have two training sessions tomorrow, and I know at least one of them is going to be very hard. So I always kind of look to have the high and low approach. Yeah. Um, I think generally in fitness, people spend way too much time in medium, <laughs> right? Like, mm. I hate medium. Like, it's either you're either high or low. And, um, that's a great point. You know, and I think I live in the medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us do. Cause right? I want, I want to go high, but like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not there right now. I've mm-hmm. been working out enough, but when I work out and if I rest too much or whatever, then I, I don't like being in the low. I feel yeah. like it's not enough. So like hanging out in that medium, which oftentimes medium is probably biased towards high yeah. for most but, people really. But, yeah. I think, but you've lifted for a long, long time and you've competed a lot. So, yeah. um, I think when you're talking about medium right now, it's it's medium to you, but mm-hmm. it's not you know it's not necessarily medium to, because you're right. comparing yourself against past performances, not yes. against where you currently exactly. are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's high. It's just to you. It's you know it's medium. <laughs> right. 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 right <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, you know that was um, you know that was something that I I really uh, saw in training in in other countries was they're really good at they did not you yeah. did not go hard two days in a row. You had a hard yeah. day on Monday, for example, then Tuesday and Wednesday were, were easy days. And then Thursday would be a hard day. Then, yeah. you know, you know, Friday, Saturday, uh, might be easy days again. Sunday would be an off day, yeah. you know, or some, you know, something to that effect. But it, there was always that swing between high and low and, and not spending too much time in the middle, because what do you really get in the middle? You're, you're not going, um, you're not working with anything heavy enough to make you stronger and you're not working fast enough <laughs> to make you faster, yeah. right? Um, you know, and you see, and you're getting zero recovery. Yeah, you're getting yeah, you're getting zero recovery. You know, um, but that that comes from that place of like, I have to feel like I have to feel trashed when I leave. I was just the gym. gonna say that, yeah. yeah. With our our Western culture, I think that w- we feed into that those high days or lots of medium days because it's like, oh, cool, yeah. Well, I need to go super duper hard because then I'm gonna do nothing for three days. Yeah, and it's just all all or nothing mentality versus. Every day is a little something, but it's a little something different. Right. And and think more long game yeah. versus short game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. 
So how do you go ahead? Can I interject? Yes. I really like the practice piece there because I, I I see to to say that hey I'm going into the gym. People don't think about it, but hey I'm practicing my squatting. I'm practicing my deadlift. I'm practicing my pull ups because we, we have I've seen people, adults and kids, where we, we had an issue specifically with with kids where uh, uh, PE teacher is max squatting. You know, in PE, because it's the beginning of the second semester, and we need new numbers to run off of blah, blah, blah. So we have untrained young girls, you know, who, you know, maybe have, like, PE lifted for a couple months, now who are maxing out. Yeah. And they've had a total of 100 weighted squats in their life. Yeah. And now they're asked to put a barbell on their back and stabilize and move the heaviest weight that they possibly can yeah. with good form and not get hurt. Right. Um, and I see it even being <laughs> worse with adults where, you know, they were athletic at some point. Yeah. Took some breaks, you know, mm-hmm. career, family, blah, sure. blah, blah. Now they come back, they start to feel good, and they return to it really, really quickly, and they, they throw a lot of weight in the bar in, in, in a hurry and try to get after it. And it's it's not good for them. <laughs> no, it's t- it's terrible for them. And, and you know, I might be alone in this room on this. I don't know, but what is the point of maxing out ever yeah. if you're not a power lifter or an Olympic lifter? Those are the only sports that depend on that. And you know, you talk about a practice mindset. Ed Cohn, one of the yeah. best power lifters of all time, you think he never maxed out in the gym. Yeah. They just they didn't do it. They yeah. saved that for for the meat, meat day. day. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, so if you're if you're if one of the best athletes in the world in a particular strength sport uh, is not maxed out, and by the way, he's not an anomaly. None of them do. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, if if you're not well, I take that back. I guess the Bulgarian Olympic system does, but that's a little different. But I would agree. Uh, um, you know, if he's not doing that. Why should you do that when you're you're in here to try to improve, improve the quality of your life? Right. Right. You know, what's the, that old, I'm going to butcher the saying, but um, reps build strengths, you know, max is test strength. Right. And, and yeah. you know, um, why why do you, you know, if I'm a jiu-jitsu athlete. You know, I used to be a fighter. I have no idea what I can bench press. I have no idea what I can squat because it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I don't ever use those things. Um, but it just doesn't, doesn't Relevant, matter. Yeah. It's not, it's irrelevant, completely yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. No, what, what I like about that too is, um, I mean, practice, you can use lots of words, but it's that kind of neurological and physiological priming of the movements where you need honestly year to two years of priming movements before you really have any right to truly, truly, truly test them. And by priming them and practicing the right way, you're going to ingrain those movement patterns, which is in turn going to make you stronger versus maxing out before you're ready, using a movement pattern that's not efficient, eliciting injury or, you know, many other domino effects can happen. So you're actually getting stronger by practicing and having that mindset. And I think, you know, from the jujitsu side of things, if I go in thinking I'm going to practice my skill, I'm going to perfect that skill. And then when it comes time to to apply that skill with speed and strength, yeah. I'll be much better at doing that. Right. Same way with, with yeah. lifting in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those problems aren't, they're not limited to, you know, strength and conditioning. Though. Right. You see them in martial arts all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I love jujitsu, but sometimes the way it's trained drives me crazy. Like I want to pull my hair out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, hey, here's a move. Let's practice a move. With zero resistance, your partner's just essentially going to be a 
grappling dummy for you. Yeah. Okay, now let's go full on. Live rolls. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so we train a, uh, if we train a, a maybe a, ch- a choke from the back, uh, like a rear naked choke from the back or something like that, and then you do an hour of rolling after a class. We trained that move for, for, you know, we warmed up, so we warmed up for 10, 15 minutes. We trained that move for 45 minutes in class, and then we go into an hour of live rolling, and you don't get your partner's back ever <laughs> at any point in time during the roll. How are you going to practice that thing? Yeah. You know, that should be practiced just like weightlifting should be practiced too. Yeah, incrementally. You know, we put yeah. yourself, we put you, we artificially start you yeah. in that position against an, op- uh, an opponent who is giving you some resistance but not full resistance, you know, yeah. maybe subjectively 30 40% resistance, mm-hmm. right. you know, yeah. and then when you can pretty reliably do it against somebody giving you 30 40% resistance, again, that's subjective, yeah. then we go up to 50, then we go up to 55, then we go to 70, etc. Yeah. you know, and yeah. then once the wheels start coming off and, Call you, it. and you can't do it anymore or you're you're doing it but you're doing it through some sort of you know strength or power yeah. or you know or you know you, you you have to make modifications to it to make it work yeah. then call it you know mm-hmm. um and you know that's usually hap- from my experience that usually happens somewhere in the subjectively 70 75% intensity range yeah. Especially if it's someone's first time, yeah. <laughs> first yeah. session learning the it. First, their first session, it might start in the in the forty percent right, right. <laughs> intensity yeah. range. You yeah, know. totally. Yeah. Well, and that's why I like about like specifically Olympic lifting. But then I guess you could put it to any type of lifting. You know, to, hey, hey, we're gonna snatch with this empty empty barbell or PVC pipe or right. whatever. You know, and then we're gonna add the you know little five kilo plates or whatever it is, and slowly, slowly, slowly. Oh nope, that looked bad. Let's go back down. Yeah. You know, and have yeah. have that control. It it's, makes it more mathematical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and really, I guess that could be with any movement, not just Olympic lifting. But it is. I yeah, mean, that's I'd that's the beautiful thing to think about. I mean, within Aleco, we talk about like distance, depth, and direction. And those are all things that you can manipulate. So the depth of the movement or the distance that you're moving or the direction in which you're moving are all going to put different complexities on yeah. the body. So everything can be scaled. Then you add load on top of that. Then you add time on top of that. And um, it's just uh, people really miss the mark by just jumping to these full movements or thinking squatting is the only way to get strong and deadlifting is the only way to do this, where there are 20 million ways to deadlift. Yeah. You can deadlift on your freaking big toe with your heel up. You can deadlift with your toe. Like, it's getting weird, but a million different ways to well, do things. What, what was the acronym again? What, the three Ds, distance, depth, dimension, uh, direction. It's nice that they all begin with D. Yes. That makes it it's easier. very helpful. Yes. So what makes it the three Ds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two Ds it's, and It's an hard because some, some yeah. movements it doesn't work with. Like if you're lunging, then you can lunge a distance. Like how far away do you lunge? And then how low do you go and what direction? But some things like a bicep curl, it's like, well, distance, but depth doesn't really, it doesn't quite work for every single movement, but for most larger mm. um, compound movements, it works pretty well. Yeah. It doesn't apply to bicep curls. It might not. It might not have be any meaning to me. Probably not. <laughs> it's probably useless. Yeah. That or the bench press. Yeah. So we should ignore the last two minutes. So. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Just clip that out. Yeah. It. We don't need it. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Distance, depth, and direction. Yes, we were. Practice. Yeah. That's, I, well, it was our practice rant. Yeah. You, you well, pulled us back to practice like uh, 20 minutes ago. Well, here, I'm, I'm going to pull back even all right, more. So all right. e- even going with the, you know, the 
this is practice. The whole whole thing is practice. Yeah. If if anything we do in the gym, um, and this is on our youth side or, or adult side, if it takes away, if we, we have a third grade teacher and it impairs her performance in the classroom, she can't be a good teacher because she can't get on off the ground because she did, you know, a billion wall balls the, the, the previous day. Should you do some wall balls? Yes. Should you do a lot of wall balls? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Should you be challenged? Absolutely. Should it be tiring? Yes. Should yeah. you vomit? Probably not. Probably no. You know? <laughs> Probably no. You know, but it, and and if you did, you know, fifty wall balls one day, and you were rather sore the next day, and over you know months of training, years of training, did it? You work your ways up to you know a hundred wall balls in a session, or one hundred fifty in a session, did it? Yeah. Um, I see too many people go from zero to sixty with, oh, I've never done that before, and they try to kill themselves, yeah. and they literally almost kill themselves. Yeah, and it it takes away, and that's where I think stuff for injury and stuff, you know, opens it and rears its ugly head. And Well, the problem mm. is that, you know, especially with, you know, the f- massive free flow of information now is everyone, you know, you can find out what the best athletes in your sport are doing. And, yeah. and, you know, and, you know, we see these things, these, you know, these, you know, before UFC fight these, I don't know if they still do them, but these countdown shows where they show these guys training and everything. And you know, there's a couple things there. Number one, you're catching an elite athlete who's in the very peak <laughs> of his training <laughs> yeah. for a match. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. And, and, and then there's other things, too, that like how much of it's theatrical or whatever. Because yeah. they, they know the shows are coming to film and yeah. all that type of stuff, yeah. right? You know, But um, I, I had told a, an, a fighter one time, an athlete that I was working with, I said, you know, you don't need to do what Anderson Silva is doing. <laughs> you need to do what Anderson Silva did 15 years ago. Yeah. Because that's where you are right now, yeah. and um, you know that's the problem. Is that you know, which you know, it's a good thing to, if you if, if if you have a goal, you want to get somewhere, and yeah. you know, hey, I you know, I'm going to look at this athlete. I'm going to you know, that's that's the goal that I'm you know, I'm going to try to mimic that. Yeah. You know, you mentioned teaching earlier. If you were if you're yeah. a teacher and you look at like, hey, mm-hmm. this person was a really good teacher. They made a really big impact on a lot of people. How did they do that? I want to mimic that, but you you know you you have to build up to that incrementally. Yeah. You can't just jump from where you are to where they are. Yeah. Um, and um, because you can't, you know, you can't handle volume. You know, you talked about uh, the wall balls and doing, you know, thousands of wall balls. You know, if you watch a, you know, if, if you take an Olympic athlete and you watch yeah. an Olympic athlete's training, like you, you got to realize that they're literally in the peak of their athletic career yeah. when you're seeing that. Talking four years of planning. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they didn't even know, but, but way more than right, that. Right. Their whole right? life. Way yeah. more than that. Cause if you, you know, if I'm watching a, a quad, small quad, <laughs> yeah, if I'm watching a, a wrestler yeah. training for the Olympics and I see that he, you know, he, this guy trains three and a half hours a day. He does this, this, <laughs> and this. Like he didn't even build up to that in four years. He yeah. started building up to that when he was six years old. Yeah. You know? No. And, um, you know, if, if I try that volume, it's going to kill me. You know, um, but, um, you know, that's the thing, you know, it's just start with what's manageable and then you can add. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I mean, you reference, you know, Olympic athletes and stuff like that. Even if I look at members of our gym, like you look at Deb Otto now then versus Deb Otto seven, eight years ago, completely different. Right. And she's a special, you know teacher for elementary school, you know, or you look at Lonnie or you look at Sally or you look at Rachel and whatnot, like when, when they started to where, where they are now. And it's not, this is not Olympic caliber athlete by any means, but like the, every squat, every lunge, yes. <laughs> you know, every, yeah. every hinge, every pull, every kettlebell swing, you know, the running, the row, we did a built o- over years to 
to go from, you know, lower to higher. Yeah. Um, not Olympic caliber. No, we, we all kind of miss that window. But, but it, I think that's yeah. the beautiful thing. We, yeah. we have new people walking in the gym. Yeah. And they're, oh, my gosh, I could never do what she's doing. She, she's been doing this for 10 years, yeah. 9 years, it's, 8 it's years. It's not Olympic caliber, but it's the same process. It's the same though. process. Right. Yeah, it's the 100%. same process. You know, and, uh, and it doesn't need to, why Why would it need to be Olympic caliber? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, but it's, yeah, the, just taking what you can, yeah. chunking out those pieces, building up slowly over time, you know, and maybe that, you know, maybe that's never more than I'm going to work out for three times a week for an hour yeah. a session, but you're getting so much more done in that hour, yeah. you know, than you were five years ago, right. 10 years ago, you know, because yeah. um, obviously time for people is very finite, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, yeah. most people can't, <laughs> they, they can't get to the gym even as much as, as I can. And, and I have a hard time with it. Like I have to move a lot of pieces around. I have to skip a lot of social events that like, yeah. Hey, maybe I'd rather go do this. You know, I haven't seen a movie in I don't know how long. You, you are know? a social butterfly though. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> social. <laughs> have you seen becoming a champion by the way on Hulu? No, Mm-mm. it's, uh, Gosh, I can't think of who was in the guy from. Um, yep. Oh, son of a gun! <laughs> I'll Google this. Not in helpful. A, se- a yeah. second. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, it's about jujitsu and not a good story. We're All moving right. on. All right. Um, where were you going with? He Bryce? wants to see this a movie. Bryce? Time. Bryce doesn't see movies. Working Move out. things around. Building up volume. Keep going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Did I cut you off? No, you we didn't were done with the thought. No, yeah. yeah, that was his thought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- I think we hit it pretty hard. It it makes sense. Yeah. Lauren, this is where you interject because well, I, I okay, lost my train of thought. Okay, but here's the thing: when you put your eyes up, you're yeah. about to say something. No, so no, I'm no. trying to be kind and not, you know. Adam, reflect. Okay. Well, the one one thought I had is, you know, I think that's similar to when I have new clients and they're trying to we're trying to implement a new habit. Mm-hmm. I literally have a client that I've worked from five minutes a day of walking mm-hmm. up to twenty. Right. You would be like, oh, what? Would that take like two weeks? No, we're talking like three months. Yeah. <laughs> to to every every day, no excuses. Five minutes, five minutes yeah. for a whole entire month. Okay, now let's get that to ten. Ooh, month two we went from ten to fifteen. Yeah. Maintain that. Okay, now month three we're up to twenty. Right. Now you're someone who walks twenty minutes every day. Yeah. Extrapolate that out times thirty days. Right. Versus zero minutes right. or even five minutes. And yeah. then building up that tolerance. Over it. Yeah. A year. And right. Two and years, there two may be years, a peak yeah. where it's hey, sixty's gonna be my max. You sure. know, because sure. you walk for sixty minutes, you're getting close to six thousand steps in, and yeah. you know, ten thousand is a pretty good. Yeah. average thing to aim yeah. for so yeah. um yeah it's just you can you know put in any any, any t- part of your life drinking water eating vegetables yeah. eating protein walks social time like spiritual life anything yeah um but i like it you know chunk it out and have an end goal and when you get there reevaluate am i yeah. good do yeah. i move on to something else right put my efforts elsewhere or do i keep going i remember my thought um because it goes back to you're saying, hey, don't do what Anderson Silva's doing now. Do what he did 15 oh, years right. ago. Um, and we were joking before we hit the record button that if if Matt has you, you know, pick up a heavy barbell from the from the ground, you're firing I'm him firing and, him. and running out the gym. Um, no, I did not say that. I oh. said I'm firing <laughs> Matt. I said I'm He's firing gonna... <laughs> you and beating you up. <laughs> you did say running he out did. of the gym. You're not. Yeah, no. You know, but, He's but, not running. So, but you have in the past have lifted the heavy barbells. Like I have. You, you, you have done that work. Yeah. Like, you have built that base. It's not like you skipped from, you know, little Bryce to all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm jumping into rings and doing jujitsu and, you know, yeah. trying to punch and kick people. Like, you, you've put, put in that work over a long, you know, career now being 
29 years old. 29, yes. um, thank you. You know, so I, I think it's easy for people to, to miss that, to, to see you in, in the gym doing what you're doing and be like, oh, Bryce is doing this, so I need to, yeah. you know, do that because right. that's what he's doing. Well, yeah. Bryce is different, and he's yeah. done these things, and yeah. this is the resume. And, and I want to be perfectly clear, mm-hmm. Bryce will probably tease you about it. <laughs> He will probably give you crap <laughs> about not working hard. Yes. But, yeah, no, and yeah. and you know, the joke about, hey, if you put a heavy barbell on my back or if you make me lift a heavy, wasn't really a joke. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm at a point in my life at 29 where <laughs> the mileage, that just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. It just does. It's going to take too much out of me. Yeah. You know, can I, could I get more plates on the squat bar? Sure. You know, but at what cost? Yeah. Right. And yeah. to what end? Yeah. yeah, at what cost and to what end? Because I'm not competing in a powerlifting meet, you know. Yeah. Um, so and that's what we're focusing very heavily on is what are the things that can make you stronger, fitter, more mobile that are not taking away from yeah. you, you know. And, and for me, a lot of that's like not doing things to load the spine and stuff like that with all the neck injuries and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Well, I, I think we see similar things with it. I know we referenced like the teacher and stuff like that, but if we have people that want to – run a 5k or run a run a marathon or, or you know so, something like that you squat somebody so hard and so that they can't move their legs the next day to hit their whatever run workout yeah. like we're, we're doing a disservice the, the volleyball kids that we train yeah. we beat the tar out of them and just have them push sleds until they vomit and then send them out to practice yeah we're not doing our jobs no, like no. <laughs> missing the boat on that yeah they should be better at the sport not worse right? yes you know and th- there's going to be an adjustment period yeah. if it, you know unfortunately unfortunately in sport in America now, we go to the end way too fast. Yeah. Right. Uh, so um, when I was in high school, um, you know, like few, ten years ago, few years ago, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was no club sports. Can you imagine Bryce being a millennial? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, there was no club sports. Yeah. We didn't have them. You know. So I played football in the fall. I wrestled in the winter. I, I did track and field in the spring, and we lifted weights in the summer. There was no options. You know, now uh, a kid gets, you know, into wrestling mm-hmm. when he's six, and that's all he does. Yeah. He does it year-round. Volleyball. You know, mm-hmm. they get into volleyball. My daughter played volleyball for a few years, and it was volleyball year-round with yeah. the club volleyball. And I'm like, will you please play another sport? Yep. You know, I like volleyball. I know you like volleyball, <laughs> but it's not about liking volleyball. It's about developing your body in a, in a manner that's, you know yeah. – any, anything you do, right, if you sit too long, you're going to develop bad posture. Mm-hmm. You play, you know, any every sport's played in a posture, and, you you know, yep. you, you're in those postures all the time. And you guys know because, you know, you work with athletes. It's like, well, the guy's a wrestler. I know he's going to have this problem more than likely. He's a yeah. football mm-hmm. player. He's a volleyball yeah. player. They're yep. going to have these problems because they're in those postures all the time. Yep. You know, um, the the friend I referenced earlier who was a Division One. Uh, strength and conditioning mm-hmm. coach, you know, and he worked in a program where, like, they were sending a fair amount of people into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said to me one time, we, we were talking about, um, I was asking about, um, you know, something with a lot of, like, you know, high tech, high speed, really advanced training. Mm-hmm. Like, are you using, you know, bands and chains and this? Tendo and units. Tendo and units. Yeah, 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 and all of this type of stuff. And he goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> he goes, Fifteen years ago, when I got a kid, he he was an athlete. He could do anything. Just put a ball in his hand. Yeah. Like give him the general rules, he'll figure it out. He goes now, when I get that, and, now, and this was you know this was fifteen years ago at this point in time. You know he goes now when I get a kid, 
he can play his position, not the game, yeah. his position, and Nintendo or whatever people were playing <laughs> back then, you know. Um, probably wasn't Nintendo. Was probably probably, 15 no, years 15 years, ago. Nintendo yeah. 64. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, you know, that, you know, so I think we do a, a, a disservice there, too. Nope. Yeah. Is, um, and that's probably why strength and conditioning has become so much more important than it used to be, yeah. is getting people out of these postures that they're in all the time. Yeah. Filling all those gaps that are created. Yeah. Yeah. Or imbalances yeah. more so. But yeah. But, yeah. you know, what's a, what's a, what's a, someone that wants to be a competitive athlete at this point in time? What are they to do? Yeah. Because, you know, somebody plays volleyball year round, for example. Yeah. And if you're, you really want to be a volleyball player and you're not playing volleyball year round, you're not going to keep up with those other people. Yeah. You know, now, you're probably not going to have the 16 knee surgeries that they've had <laughs> by the time they're 30 either. Yeah. But, you know, um, yeah. so it, there's a trade-off. But, um, yeah, I think that that's, you know, that's why the strength and conditioning or a big part of why the strength and conditioning has become so, you know, so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find it, it so much of what we do, especially with the volleyball crew, is that we, we have to kind of undo all the bad habits that, that, that they come. But I, I, I think we see it on the adult side too. We, we have, you know – yeah. You know, Deb, who teaches elementary, who's hunched over yeah. all day, you know, at a computer or down at a yeah. second grader's level, you know, and now we have to fight, you know, yeah. like typhotic posture yeah, and it's stuff funny, like It's funny you say that because that's kind of actually, I was kind of thinking the same thing as you brought mm-hmm. it up is the process really isn't that different for yeah. someone who's just doing this for fitness and wellness and quality of life, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you have to get them out of the postures that yeah. they are in throughout their life whether yeah. it's a, a now it's mostly people sitting in chairs yeah. and computers mm-hmm. all the time but you know if it's you know if you work on a line if you do you know yeah. whatever you're, you're repeating these same postures yeah. all the time yeah. and and you have to fix those yeah. things or as a coach future casting right what things yeah. are going to come because of those yeah. oh you know you're constantly sitting well glutes are elongated mm-hmm. and they're not probably not as strong as they need to be and well, and the, the the hip flexors are always kind of tightened and on. So if I do a lot of you know hip stuff, is that really beneficial? Yeah, or do you know? So yeah. that's why it's really important to find a, a well suited program that understands that and is balanced in and of itself. Pretty much a balanced program should fix all those things as long as you're not just squatting every day. Yeah. But right. um, it's hard to find. So it brings me back to the yeah whatever podcast we had. We were talking about um, just different training for, for, for different people who do different things throughout the day, you know, and we, yeah. we had the teacher example, but then we also had like the, you know, construction guy, you know, who's, who's swinging sledgehammers and picking things up or hauling drywall and whatnot. Yeah. And, and Lauren here, Bryce, I don't know if you know this, but about 10 days ago, like painted for like eight hours straight. Maybe nine hours straight. Maybe yeah. ten. And she was disabled for the next four I days. Couldn't so move. <laughs> I was like, Adam, I, I think I called him or boxered him. Like, I finally understand our construction example. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Cause, and it was it was actually my back more than anything. The micro mm-hmm. just yeah. leaning over and loading the roller. Like, mm-hmm. I did 400 mm-hmm. body weight deadlifts yeah. <laughs> for the day, and the next day, my, my I was so tight I couldn't twist, right. and I was like, I can't imagine doing that with load, yeah. picking up equipment, whatever. And then they come in and we're like. It's deadlift day, and he's like, "Oh, my back's a little tight." I'm like, "Just go light." No, yeah. do no deadlifts. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's it's it was a learning process. Yeah. That's for sure. And that was you know I, something I just kind of figured out was like you know why when I talked to Matt, I'm like I'm, I'm not I'm not doing this stuff. It's not mm-hmm. that I can't do it, right. you know, but it's not it's not going to help me at this point in time because my, you know my spine is put under load way too much as it is mm-hmm. anyway. And then I have a job where I'm sitting down a lot too, you know, mm-hmm. which is not. You know, that's not ideal either, you yeah. know. Um, so, 
yeah, it's, you know, trying to figure out those things that you can do that are going to enhance your quality of life, enhance your sport, enhance your ability to move and not take away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's hard for people and you figured this out, but I think it's hard for people to look in the mirror so often and be like, well, I did used to do this. I did used to always, you know, run, you know, 10 K's and I did used to always deadlift, blah, blah, blah. And, and they, they think that that has to be, you know, they, they, if they're not there, then they're then they're nowhere. Right. Um, and you know, you've accepted the fact, or been open minded, or you know, fill in the blank to be like, hey, if I continue to go back to you know back squatting four plates, it's you could do it, but like it, in the way of quality of life and and how you look, feel, and perform, and especially perform in you know the martial arts piece, like it's yeah not helping. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you mentioned the squatting everyday mm-hmm. thing, you know, and um, it was probably three four years back, I. I, for some reason, I got into this thing where like, hey, I'm just going to go and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go into the weight room. It's right around the corner from my mm-hmm. office. I'm going to go to the weight room at lunch and I'm going to knock out, you know, five, six sets of squats. And I'm going to do it every day. I'm not going to kill myself. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, uh, and I, I'm smart enough to manage this. Mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> okay. But because um, eventually the ego gets into play yeah. too. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, hey, it's going great. Movement's pretty good. I feel pretty good. I'm undoing mm-hmm. some of those things because I'm, you know, I'm getting into, and, you know, if I'm going to squat, like, it's, yeah, you know, it's ass to heels, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, and you start out with, hey, I'm just going to play with, like, my body weight mm-hmm. to start with, you know, my body weight on the bar. And then, um, yeah, it's easy sets and because you don't, you know, you're going to do it every day. So you don't right. want, you know, I got to, I know I got to have more in the tank for tomorrow. Yeah. But then eventually it's like, hey, now my body weight's easy. Now, then eventually like 225 is <laughs> easy. And then eventually like 275 is easy. Well, for most people, you know, you're not going to get to that. I mean, I, myself being one of them, you're not going to get to that place where, you know, 315 is easy. Yeah. Not when you do it every day. Yeah. You know, right. it's just too much on yeah. your body, mm-hmm. right? And then and then you get into that thing where, like, man, why does this feel so heavy today? Oh, I got to push through that plateau. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, for me, that was, you say I kind of got to that point. Well, I, yeah. I got to that point through a lot of stupidity <laughs> on my own part. Like, a lot of stupidity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, I think it's a hard, humbling thing for people to to really look in the mirror and be like, "Hey, I I used to, you know, twenty something Adam could do this, forty mm-hmm. something Adam. I think I could do a lot of the same stuff I did when I was twenty something, especially on the triathlon end of things and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the recovery, sweet God, Bryce, it would yeah. I'd, I'd be out for two weeks. And, and again, at what cost? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it, it just not. I, I think when people, and it's not, I think people get in trouble because they think they're making excuses or they're taking the easy way out. Yeah. Um, you know, good, hardworking, you know, oh, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to, but it's it's really easy to, yeah. you know, keep pushing it and keep pushing it. And So strong yeah. is a state of mind. It's not a data point. Yeah. Right. So you relative. Know, it's, 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 a, <clears throat> it's a state of mind. Say, say that again. Sorry. Say that whole thing again. Strong is a state of mind. It's not a data point. It's right. not a number. Write that down. You listening, <laughs> watching. You know, and. What is, you know, if somebody's coming, if somebody's coming back from some sort of maybe chronic chronic medical condition or mm-hmm. something like that, like they're way stronger just by getting into the gym, you know, every day mm-hmm. or three days a week or whatever, than a lot of people 
who can lift way more weight than yeah. them ever will be, yep. you yeah. know, because that zero roadblocks. Yeah. That, you know, with zero roadblocks, yeah. because that battle that they're going through is so tough yeah. comparatively, you know? And, um, yeah, you just have to accept that certain things are going to diminish, right? It, it doesn't mean that you have to give up the sport you love yeah. or anything like that. You know, I, I, I didn't give it up, you know, it, it's modified yeah. over the years. Um, you know, jujitsu probably a little easier on the body. Ju- well, I, I don't that? know if, I don't know if jujitsu matches are easier on the body than yeah. fights are per se, but just, it's different. It's yeah. very different, but there's certain, there's certain things in, uh, in fighting that I'm, I'm just not capable of doing anymore. It's just, you know, um, you know, that 29-year-old Bryce <laughs> can't do, but 20-year-old Bryce could. Yeah. Um, you know, it, in fact, I had a – it was 2013. So the end of my active fight career was about 2007, right? Um, and uh, I hung it up after about 2007. And then in 2013, I did uh, uh, a comeback fight, a uh, single fight. It was one of those things that was like – I had the opportunity to do it. It was relatively close by. My daughter was a baby or not even born through my entire fight career. So mm-hmm. now she was old enough to actually go see it. Yeah. I wanted her to be able to see it. Um, you know, that meant a lot to me, and, and, and I know it meant a lot to her too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'll take this. And it was, mm-hmm. I mean, this was a, it was a, a, a kickboxing match against a professional fighter you know now he was i think his record was like 17 and 2 or something like that so he was he was very good but he wasn't the killers i was fighting you know Mm. seven years earlier but you know still and neither was i Mm -hmm. neither was i and um he's not bad though yeah no he's not he wasn't bad um in the i think it was in the first round of the fight i get clipped with a left hand and i'm sitting on on my butt looking at the lights and i'm like where did that come from like i didn't even see it and I, you know, and I beat the count. I got up. I managed to get the work done that I needed to get done, mm-hmm. and won the fight. Uh, but um, you know, I watched a tape back later, and I'm like, "There's no way I shouldn't have seen that punch coming. <laughs> There's just no way I shouldn't have seen it coming." Um, and then I just realized, I just I don't see as well as I used to. Yeah. That's really, really, really important in a sport when people are punching you in the face is your ability to see things coming. Yeah. Right? And I just can't see as fast as I used to. It's, you know, and there's nothing, there's nothing I can do to, you know, I'm sure there's things I could do to improve yeah. that to a degree, but not. I'll, I'll never get it back to that level. Yeah. It's just that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll still get the, the, the question. Why don't you still do it? Because mm-hmm. I know I can, yeah. you know. I know I can't, you know, um, I can go into the gym and spar with, even with like professional fighters and stuff and, you know, and I can do okay, but I also am fully aware of the fact that they're like, Hey, take it easy on the old guy. (laughs) It's kind of like a respect thing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy to, to get back into it after that time. And I'm sure you're, I mean, like approaching that, getting back into it and kind of come back Mm -hmm. training wise and stuff. Um, how would you compare that time to like right now? Would you say it's a similar thing where that was kind of your, you were getting back out there and now would you say you're kind of getting back out there, but on a different level or with like a different purpose or. Well, so are we talking about how the 2013 fight compares to what I do in jujitsu now? Or are we talking about how the 2013 uh, yeah, fight your, compared to what I did? Sorry. Yeah. So 2013 to now, and just kind of like your, your training and getting ready for that. Do you feel like you had a similar mindset or do you feel like you're better equipped now of like how to manage things and, and, and get prepared? Um, well, I look at it very differently. Okay. Um, 
and there, you know, jujitsu is, um, it's a sport. It's a tough sport. It's like wrestling is a tough sport, but it's not a fight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that drives me crazy when jujitsu athletes call a match a fight. It's not a fight. It's a match. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody has a wrestling fight. They have wrestling <laughs> matches. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to be insulting or disparaging, but it's just different when someone is trying to kick your head off your shoulders. Yeah. That's a very different thing. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, so I I look at um <clears throat> I look at competing in jujitsu. Yes, I, I wanna win matches. I wanna, you know, um I, I'm certainly not going to lose. But I also realized that um, I'm, you know, I realize where I am in the hierarchy and that I'm competing because I love to compete. I'm wired that way, like yep. you said, mm -hmm. but also because it's just, for me, it's part of the developmental process, right? That's the test of the developmental process for me, um, yeah. you know, and um, where what I did before was, no, I want to be the best in the world. That was the goal. That didn't happen, but that was the goal. Yeah. So it, yeah. I look at it very differently. I, I, I lose a jujitsu match. I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, <laughs> what do we got to do different? Yeah. You know? um, where if I if I lost a fight, I was, I mean, I was angry with myself. You know, I was very angry with myself, and you know, um, yeah. So I, I I don't take it as seriously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I compare it to our, our regular adult clients who, who come in here, and you know been coming here for years and stuff like that they, they they come in they have an off day it used to really bother them you know oh my gosh you know that work i can't believe it took me so long it be, you know uh, and now there's oh, you know eh, whatever i'll yeah. be here tomorrow yeah you yeah. know and they just you know yeah they grow with it and and because they're able to accept it you know that and they do come back tomorrow they're better for it yeah because they they just kind of stay the course and they're, sure. they're able to be reflective and you know yeah. um this is something that um, was taught to me in the context of, of competing, but I think it's really relevant in life in general. Champions have very short memories. Yeah. Okay. They don't... So they're dumb. They don't... Oh, yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> they don't remember or sweat the bad performances, yeah. and they don't take too much joy in the good performances yeah. either. It's just because it's in the past. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You know, you just, hey, I, I came in. I had, a, I had a lousy workout today. Okay. You know... Some days it's just, hey, I got in and I did it. Right? Yeah. You know, maybe you just came in and you just messed around with the bands for a while or something like that. You didn't load yourself with anything heavy at all. You yeah. just did some mobility. You just, but the win that day was just, I got off my couch, I got in my car, I drove to the gym, I did something. Yeah. Right. That was the win that yeah. day. You know, uh, maybe in two days you're setting a personal record and whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, but, um, Neither of those things define you. Yeah. They're just moments. Yeah. Right. right. Neither of those things define you. So. Yeah. yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah. And just the showing up is, that's the win. Overlooked. 99% of the time. Yeah, grossly overlooked. Just, yeah. Just yeah. get there. Enjoy the process. Yeah. Gosh, that's so cliched. But yeah, you know, to really, you know. Well, it's yeah. cliched, but I don't think people really appreciate or understand it very yeah. well. You know, um. You know, the number one thing in, uh, you need in anything is just consistency. Yeah. It's just keep showing up, you know. Uh, yeah, when like 10,000 hours of... Yeah, yeah. and, you know, and that's been debunked. That's yeah, not uh, actually accurate. But, um, you know, but it, it's just, you just keep showing up, yeah. right? And and when when I started in fighting, 
I was legitimately the worst fighter on the team. I was terrible. I went 0-4 at the start of my amateur career. Now, most people lose four fights in there because this isn't like you just lost a basketball game, right? <laughs> like you lost a, you lose a basketball game and people are like, oh, you lost a game, right? You lose a fight and everyone's like, man, you got your ass kicked, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> you know, and um, I just kept showing up. Yeah. yeah, I was too stupid not to. You know, um, so I just kept showing up, and eventually it was like, hey, I'm I'm not the worst anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle. Now I'm in the upper middle. And then, you know, five years later, I'm, like, I'm on top. Yeah. You know, uh, and, um, but, yeah, that's the thing is you just you just keep showing up yeah. and putting in the time. And people don't, they don't appreciate that, or excuse me, we're too instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah, the longevity aspect is, is greatly overlooked. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, in, in anything, I'm just like you're talking about, uh, like the Olympic lifts earlier, you know, or, or squatting. Uh, it's just, just keep showing up and putting in the reps. And you know what? Hey, maybe today you got 135 on the bar. Maybe tomorrow you can only put 95 on the bar. Yeah. You know, and but just accept that and, and do that. Yeah. I see too many people too that. They get to that 135, and now the next day they want to put on 140. They don't get 140, and now everything's a failure, mm-hmm. and it, it's too easy yeah. to quit. Right. And now we're going backwards. Uh, I see with the volleyball kids where, you know, we, we have kids that, again, it's it's a grind, this whole club thing, and yeah. it's gosh darn near year-round and stuff like that. And I, I do think the, the integration of strength and conditioning is – I'm going to say it's the only thing that keeps them healthy and, and on the court. Because if not, yeah. they, 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 you know, shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, something, you know, yeah. blows up on them. But, you know, to see kids as as freshmen and excited and so many of them and da-da-da-da-da. And we, we have kids that are lower down on the chain, but they just keep showing up. Yeah. And you, you have kids that as they go through the years, this kid quits because of this. This kid gets injured because of this. Yeah. This kid, you know, it has a poor attitude and, you know, they, they – and then all of a sudden a kid who was, you know, on a – threes or fours team or premier team, you know, freshman year are now all of a sudden, you know, on a ones team or twos team, they're, yeah. they're senior because they just, they stayed the course and they, they, they yeah. kept showing up and, yeah. you know, it, or heck or adult clients who, mm-hmm. you know, they were the worst, you know, possible worker out or ever, yeah. um, you know, and, yeah. and then year, years later they're, 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 they're lifting heavier weight and they're you know, more of the and doing it cl- with clean form and, with and, clean form yeah. and they feel good and they're not destroyed and, yeah. and they were just, yeah. silly enough or dumb enough to show up every yeah. day yeah. and yeah. and there's your reward you right. know because you didn't enjoy the process and yeah and that yeah that's just that you just like I said you just keep showing up keep going through the process yeah. and eventually it, it's gonna it's good, you're gonna figure it out it's gonna figure itself yeah. out you know but um yeah the you know you want you got 135 today and you didn't get 140 next week or tomorrow or whatever no. the next time is and then ah, I'm a failure yeah you know? uh, no just you know, this is dumb. Forget this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, you know, on and that that kind of goes back to that what I said earlier, right? Is that strength is not a data point. Yeah. Right. And I, and I don't just mean physical strength, yeah. mental strength, emotional strength. All these, it's not a data point. It's you know, it, it's yeah. you're just doing what you can do with what you have. Yeah. yeah. Bryce, if we have people listening, that you said you were going to have a seminar in. Yeah. When. May May uh what's the date you know what? let me look I, I, I can't even remember. is this a local seminar it's in uh you're talking about the f- the firearms class yes it's, it's in Pecatonica okay. Illinois the metropolis um, of Peck I think the they're always in Pecatonica yeah. yeah. firearm cl- always yeah 
Uh, it's Dixon uh, Pecatonica. <laughs> it's uh, the the class is called Close Quarters Pistol, and it's May fourteenth. So that would be, that's for who? Who would be? Who 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 comes to that class? Um, not somebody who's never shot a gun before. Okay, that's important okay. to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, the way that class is structured is the first half of the day is going to be live fire on the range, and the second half of the day is going to be hand to hand and self defense, um, incorporating in training guns, right, like plastic mm-hmm. guns and stuff like that, so you can work on weapon retention, weapon disarms. Um, fighting off your back, fighting off at uh, multiple adversaries, things of that nature. Um, so it's yeah, it's not something you want to do if you have n- never ever shot a gun. But if you, if you have a marginal level of pistol competency, you know it would be it'd be fine. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So um, it's gonna fill fast. I think we only have sixteen spots available in it, um, and it's probably half full already. Okay. Um, but. Um, it's uh um yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it because like I said everything else I I've done in that space has been closed classes they've been like for law enforcement only yeah. mm-hmm. um and this is gonna be I I've participated in open classes mm-hmm. like this before but I've never actually taught one okay. um that is you know um well that's not true I I guess I have taught some but usually they're more for like a private group or something okay. like that you know um a, a, a a gym or something would bring mm. me in. I've done that a few times where a gym would bring me in for a seminar just for them, mm. you know, but yeah. this is the kind anyone can sign up for. Gotcha. You know? so, so obviously it's, it's Illinois. So, you know, you're going to have to have your Floyd card, Floyd and, card yeah. and, and all that, you know, be able to lawfully own a firearm and okay. that type of stuff. So L- Lauren shot before. Mm-hmm. So she, even with a novice level of, of shooting, I don't know if you've shot before. I have. Okay. There we go. I just assumed you had clay quail shooting range. Of course. Ask me how many quail I killed. How many quail did you kill? Six for six. Look, look at you. It was a luck of the draw. Those poor quail. <laughs> that is sad. Anyways. What they don't they have do a, to you? They don't <laughs> have a, so if people are interested, where do, where, where do they go? Uh, DMEC Firearms uh, is the, um, I'm co-hosting it. With my, my company is F2 Training Systems, but I'm co-hosting it with DMEC Firearms Training, so uh, their website. Gotcha. Um, which is? And, uh, which is, mm. I should know this right off the top DM- of my head. DM. I'm sorry, I don't. It is... Um, Have you shot? Not really. No. It's dmecft.com. Dot com. Okay. Yeah. And um, like I said, that, that'll be in pack. It'll be an eight-hour class. Okay. Uh, live fire in the morning, hand-to-hand in the afternoon. Okay. So. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks Grace, for having thanks me. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no this problem. This is... Uh, very unique podcast. This it is. is not, I love it. Not normal, but I, I love how you could take the experiences of a, of a I'm going to call you a high-level athlete. I and, appreciate that. And not stutter when yeah. I say it. <laughs> a high-level athlete, Bryce Frank. Um, but but you, could, you could take it and, 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 and take it whatever direction you want to, whether it be a youth athlete and, or, you know, just a, you know, a All the fif- 50-some-year-old, you know, something, and it, and it, it, it connect. So Yeah, well, that's something, you know um, – that I, I talk about in, cause I, I talked about with my job that um, I do a lot of teaching and education and a lot of the things they teach are psychomotor skills, right? Like firearms, mm. defensive techniques are all psychomotor skills. And um, that, you know, the training model should be based on, on a sport model. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, and the reason a training model should be based on a sport model is because it works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause I mean, you win at the you end. Know, <laughs> it, 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 and if you look at, you know, um, 
you know, the NFL, the NBA, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, like there are billions and billions and billions of dollars invested in this. Like they're going to figure it out. Yeah. Right. You know, if you look at like, the military, uh, law enforcement, things like that, they're starting to adopt more of a sport model. Yeah. And, and, you know, fitness should really not be any different, in my opinion. Just because you don't want to compete in a sport doesn't right. matter. It's, yeah. it's the model. Yeah. The model works. Implement the model, yeah. you know. And that's, um, I think, kind of broadly what we've been talking about today, yeah. right, is mm-hmm. implementing that model in many areas in your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. To win. Yeah. At to the win. end of the day. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. winning is fun. Winning is fun. Yeah. Good for the soul. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But when you lose, don't lose the lesson. Yeah, that was. He always ruins it. Ah, sorry. You, you just like keep have like a, you that have you have like a you know an ending note, and he gets so excited yeah. that he's like, oh yeah, instead of just letting it sink in. So Reed and Quinn have this wrestling coach, <laughs> and he and he, and he, he actually he's Belvedere Police, um, and his his line to because it's so hard. You lose a wrestling match, like yeah. again, it's different than a basketball game. You lose a basketball game. Oh, yeah, the team sad. lost. Yeah, you exactly. Didn't lose, the yeah. team lost. Wrestling, you lose, and you are—you just got your butt handed to you, basically in your underwear, you know, and all your in front of all your family, yeah, and teammates, and yeah. it's just—it's you know, it, it, I don't care if you're ten years old or, or forty years old, it's it, it it's traumatizing. It is, it very much so is, and, and emotions and stuff. So you, you go to a wrestling meet, a kids wrestling meet, half of everybody's crying because half of everybody won and the other half lost and yeah, you know, kids, are, yep. kids are crying. Um, and it varies throughout the day. But his line is something like, oh, gosh, he, oh, I'm going to mess this up. But something like, you know, what do you do after you win a match? You learn. What do you do after you lose a match? You learn. You know, and just yeah. no matter what it is, whatever right. ha- experience happens, you know, that's – and I just think it's funny that he, you know, this is coming you know, down to – Ten-year-olds and seven-year-olds, well, and yeah, or and forty-five-year-olds, you know, twenty-nine. So twenty-nine. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's you know, um, again, one of the problems I, th- I think with I, I could say youth sports, but really developmental sports uh, of all. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, who's the white belt world champion? No idea. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. They only care about who the black belt world champion yeah. is, right? I'm pretty sure who's I was the, on the podium. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Of and, the white belts. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, what's what's Muhammad Ali's amateur record? Mm. Nobody cares. Mm. You know, so it's not where you start, it's where you finish. No. That was a good one. Ended on that. I'm ending on that. <laughs> Bryce, thanks for joining us. Thank you. That's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.